you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 121 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, the A's looked rusty, the Padres look like a lot of fun, and we're going to take a look at the AL West and playoff pictures. So uh, I'm going to get right into it. But first, if you like the podcast, please subscribe wherever you prefer to hear podcasts, and please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. Let's power through Friday night's game. The A's lost their first game in nearly a week to the super talented, upgraded, and exciting San Diego Padres on Friday night, 7-0. So game recap done. Okay, moving on. No, uh, it was not a fun game after about the fifth inning. But, you know, here we are. We're all listening to this recap. So... Let's go over a few things. Uh, the first few innings were a decent amount of fun because Jesus Luzardo was pitching really well. And, uh, you know, basically it was, they were doing really well up until a fourth inning replay. Uh, took a run off the board for the Oakland A's where Matt Olson's foot kind of went, it hovered over home plate as opposed to sliding across home plate. And so uh, New York was like, hey, you know what? You guys, uh, you guys called us in the middle of the night. How about no, Oakland? And uh, that's what happened. So the replay booth still hates the A's, never let anything go to replay. And somehow that had a big impact on Jesus Lizardo, who went from cruising on the mound to cruising to the showers in a span of just a few minutes. It was not a lot of fun. Uh, the top of the fifth inning went like this for the Padres. After uh, Lizardo got a couple of outs, it went double, double, single, single, all with two outs. And that chased him from the game. They, the A's brought in J.B. Wendelkin. He got the final out. And uh, it went from, hey, this is a really fun matchup between the A's and the Padres. Maybe this would be a fun World Series matchup to, oh, crap, they're really good. Uh, this sucks. Like a lot. This is not fun. They can just score in droves. The A's are not doing that right now. And then they didn't for the rest of the game. So, uh, yeah, th that's the that's the game we got at the end. Uh, no, but really, <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that. That's my new shtick when the A's don't play well. Is, All right, game you got at the end. Um, anyways, Wendelkin ended up pitching around a couple of errors in the sixth inning to finish the night with a scoreless one and one third inning pitched, striking out two. We also got to see the debut of the A's big deadline acquisition, Mike Miner. And he showed us by giving up two solo home runs to the first two batters he faced. So take that, detractors of that trade. You don't know anything. So now we get to ride his arm to the first round defeat. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, Billy Bean and company, for you know that, that big acquisition that we are clamoring for in Mike Miner. I mean, maybe he's going to be better. I don't know. But uh, he didn't do well against the Padres. I don't have high hopes for him against the Astros. And that's two games. I, I know that his pitching didn't have any impact on the game, so it, it was a throwing day for him. First time on the mound as an Oakland A, so maybe he just had some butterflies. Let's hope that's the case. Anyways, offensively, the A's didn't do a whole lot against the underrated Zach Davies. They got him from Milwaukee, and he has pitched his ass off this season. They got him and Trent Grisham, who they have him hitting ninth, and that's not fair to opposing offenses or opposing pitchers at all. 
because he's really good. Remember that uh, that Slam Diego, the, the day that they became Slam Diego against Houston? He let off with a solo home run, and then he hit another home run. He, I think he only had two home runs, but he drove in like six uh, runs that game. He's really good, and I am here for it because, uh, as I've said before on the podcast, it was his error in the, I think it was the wildcard game for the Brewers that sent them packing and eliminated them from the playoffs. So anything good that happens to him, I'm happy for him because, you know, he seems like a decent guy. So anyways, Zach Davies, he's underrated. Uh, he lowered his ERA on the season after uh, his game against the A's to 2.23. He has a 2.23 ERA now. That's uh, that's really good. Did you know that? Probably not. But he's been really good all season. So it's kind of like the Zach Gallon game where you're like, who's this guy? Oh, crap, he's dealing and that's not fun. Um, and so the A's didn't do much against him and then they didn't do anything against the San Diego bullpen. End of game. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that now. Uh, moving on to uh, the an, an, another performer for the Padres, Luis Campusano. He made his big league debut last night in Oakland after not having played a, above high A ball. And he hit an opposite field home run off of TJ McFarland for his first everything in the major leagues. So good job on him. Uh, congratulations on your first home run and hit and extra base hit and time on base and everything else. Congratulations. And why can't the A's have somebody like that? They just like shows up. I mean, Vimy on my team is sort of similar, but he's played double A. Uh, he hasn't uh, done that, though. He's not a home run hitter, though. Anyways, I did want to point out, though, that Vemiel Machin had three hard hit balls on the night. He didn't have the hardest hit ball, which is what I usually do. Steve Biscotti had that. He flew out to, like, center field. Uh, but Vemiel Machin had three hard hit balls on the night, which means he had three exit velocities above 95 miles an hour. And his first at-bat, he hit 99.6 miles an hour. That resulted in a lineout. His second at-bat, he hit at 96.3 miles an hour, and he got a single. And in his third at-bat, he hit at 98.6 and grounded out. Before the game, he had an expected batting average of 260, according to Baseball Savant. And with those three at-bats, with expected batting averages of 470, 380, and 230, that expected batting average that he had on the season is probably going to be going up. His average uh, on the season, uh, not expected, but his actual batting average on the season is 160, but uh, he's just smoking the ball. And I, I'm here for the Vimeo Machin show. If you follow us on Twitter at Locked On A's, you know that most every day I'm like, Vimeo Machin's in the lineup. I'm here for it. Let's do this. Um, also, I talk about a decent amount on the podcast for somebody who has like 30 at-bats on the season. But uh, I'm I'm here for the Vimeo Machin show, and uh, I hope you are too, because I think that there's something there. I'm going to keep pounding this drum. I've been wrong in the past, but I think I'm right this time because the expected stats say that I could be right potentially. Uh, anyways, I think that what Vimeo Machin could be for the A's, probably not this season because I don't know if he's going to have playing time or opportunity or any of that stuff. You know, uh, the Frank Lombretto equation. But uh, I think that he could turn into the A's version of Yandy Diaz for the Tampa Bay Rays over the next year or two, depending on, you know, how long it takes, uh, where the A's try to work on his launch angle just a little bit. Uh, baseball Savant says that he has a launch angle of one degree, which is just off the ground. Uh, I don't think that he's a big home run kind of guy. He's not uh, really uh, big enough for that. And but he does hit the ball hard, so. but I think that his sweet spot's probably going to be hitting it at like 10 degrees or so, getting more line drives and uh, making his bread that way. I think that's something that's doable for Vimeo Machin, and that's probably something that they're going to be working on with him during the offseason, 
And, uh, you know, if they have to send him to the minors next season because he has options, uh, then they can have him work on that in AAA, get a little bit more accustomed to things. I know that he's already, you know, in his uh, his advanced 20s. He's like 26. Uh, but I think that, you know, he could be one of those guys that pans out for a few years for the A's. And, you know, just, just like Mark Canna, you know, Mark Canna, he, he's one of the better hitters on the A's right now. None, another rule five pick. So this team has precedent in turning rule five picks into, you know, decent major leaguers. So I think that that could be the case with Vimeo Machine. I mean, maybe he turns into a bench bat or, you know, like a, a Chad Pender type from the left side. Uh, maybe that's what happens where he just, you know, plugs and plays and all that stuff. Uh, I, but I like what I've seen from him so far. I know the stats, uh, the traditional stats aren't there, but there, there's something about this guy that I, I, I'm enjoying. So uh, I'm just going to move on to Hazel Susarda real quick. I think that he just got a little bit tired there in the fifth inning. I don't think there's anything really wrong with him. Um, after throwing just 20 pitches to get through the first two innings, he needed 58 to get through the next two and two-thirds innings. That's a decent amount of pitches in a short amount of time. And uh, especially when the A's offense, not doing much, not giving him breaks. And I think that this is just part of what you know the growing pains look like of having a rookie pitcher. On, uh, on yesterday's mailbag episode, I said that Luzardo probably has the best stuff on the club, so he'd probably start game one in his series as of right now. Uh, and, you know, he showed us that version in the first four innings, that elite guy who can just shut down a really good offense. And then, you know, I also said that you don't necessarily want to have a rookie pitcher leading your rotation in October, and he showed the reasoning for that one in the fifth inning. So uh, at this point, I think that the hope for October kind of depends on Frankie Montas finding it again. So uh, s- send all your well wishes, your witchcraft, all, all your things to uh, to Frankie Montas at 7000 Coliseum Way. And, uh, you know, let him know that you want him to do better. And uh, maybe that'll work. So 7000 Coliseum Way, Oakland, California, 9-4-something. I don't know. Okay, and this time I am not joking. That is the recap of Friday night's game. But coming up, I'm going to run through the West Watch and give you some of the updated playoff standings. But first, we are brought to you today by Indeed.com. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito the following morning at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmate it. Postmates is your professional food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. 
No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That is one word, Locked On, for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download the Postmates app and save with code Locked On. That is one word, Locked On. Welcome back to Locked On A's. Please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and. As I'm recording this, I am still waiting for the Astros and Angels to finish up their game after the Astros scored three runs in the ninth to tie the game at five runs apiece. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that since it's going to extra innings, the Astros won the game. The A's lead in the AL West is now down to one game. Uh, I'll check and see if it goes uh, if the game is done before I post, but uh, I'm going to say the Astros won. So that sucks. Uh, we need to step it up, Ace. Anyways. Moving over to the other game in the uh, in the AL West, you got Texas and Seattle in Seattle, and the Mariners also had a little bit of a layoff this week, but they came out ahead in this one, beating the Rangers 6-3. Yusei Kikuchi went six innings, gave up just two hits and one earned run while striking out seven. His lone run allowed came on a Jose Trevino solo home run in the fifth. Even former Padres were getting hits in this one with Ty France singling in Kyle Seeger in the second inning to get the Mariners on the board. It would stay one to nothing until Evan White came up with the bases juiced and Evan White just roped a double to left field, scoring two, including Ty France, who apparently still holds residence in Slam Diego. That's one heck of a commute for Ty France on a day-to-day basis, but you know, whatever uh, keeps them hot and on the bases. The Rangers got their one run in the fifth inning on that Trevino home run, and then the Mariners would add three in the eighth on a three-run shot from J.P. Crawford. Texas had a couple more in the ninth on a Nick Solak uh, sack fly and a Joey Gallo single. So, uh, yeah, that's how you got the 6-3 final score. Also, old friend Kendall Graveman pitched a scoreless seventh inning and struck out one from the bullpen, and he recorded the first hold of his career. So, uh, good job on Kendall Graveman for, you know, maybe finding a new role in the bullpen. That would be nice. Uh, Always rooting for former A's to do well unless they're facing the A's. And seeing as how he is on the Mariners, he's going to be facing the A's quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, um... I'm going to check on the Astros and Angels game real quick. Make sure that that one... Oh, shit. Uh, The Angels ended up winning this game. That's a surprise. Uh, Mike Trout apparently... He was the pinch runner in the bottom of the 11th inning. Shohei Otani singled him home because he just started on... He made the last out in the 10th and started on second. So there you go. Shohei Otani with the game winner. Good job on him. Uh, Kyle Tucker is the guy who tied it up in the bottom of the, or uh, top of the ninth. I'm sorry. Uh, he had a double that tied the game. Uh, it was only a one run, dar- uh, one RBI double. Tucker ended the game going two for five with two runs batted in. Good on him. He's staying hot as always. Lance McCullers got the start for the Astros, and I don't know why the A's didn't do this to him. He recorded zero outs. He gave up three earned runs on two hits and three walks. Apparently, just everybody that he let on base just scored somehow. <laughs> That's weird. That doesn't happen. That's not baseball. I feel like that's illegal after watching the A's play uh, for so long. That That's not something that happens, right? That, hmm, the A's have issues. Anyways, yeah, so uh, he sucked, and then the Astros almost won. Dylan Bundy went seven innings, gave up six hits, 
you know, two earned runs, walked one, struck out eight. So he was a Dylan Bundy-esque, if you will. Uh, I don't know why Joe Madden keeps letting Ty Buttry in. He allowed three runs in a third of an inning. He has not been doing well, and he seems to pitch in every game, so that's just strange to me. Mike Trout, of course, he did Mike Trout things. Uh, he went two for three with two runs batted in, three walks, and he struck out in the only at-bat that he didn't get a hit, so good for him, I guess. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> Mike Trout was the offense, followed by Shohei Otani having a gift RBI on a single, where the runner just started at second base in the 11th, so that's cool. Also, uh, since the Angels are out of it and I'm tired of talking about how bad they are, uh, I am going to start doing, instead of the Angels games, I'll just do Frank Lombardo watch. I'll talk about like if they're facing the Astros or something like that and say what that team did, uh, but I'll just assume that the Angels are going to keep losing. We're going to talk about Frank Lombardo as their star. Um, he is not doing well, and I want him to do well. This isn't to make fun of Frank Lombardo. I am hoping that he does well, and I'm looking for a spark, and that's why I want to talk about him. Uh, in his three games with the Angels so far, he is 0 for 8 with four strikeouts. That's not great. There was also a video of him going around a couple days ago of uh, him bunting a ball, and then it hitting the ground, then popping up and hitting him in the face. So things aren't going well to start his Los Angeles career, but we're hoping for the best for Frank Lombardo. Um, just cause, you know, he seems like he needs a shot and I know that people are gonna be like, Oh, look, he's got a shot now and he's still not doing it. I'm like, it's been two games. It's fine. Um, but I, I think that you give him an off season with this coaching staff, you know, different, uh, voices telling him what to do and all that stuff, uh, different ways of doing things. I think that that might be the key to unlocking Frank Lombretto if there is something to unlock at this point. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for when it comes to Frank Lombretto. But moving on to the postseason uh, spots so far, the A's are still in second place overall in the American League at 22 and 13. They have not been doing well lately, so uh, hopefully they don't get overtaken by the Houston Astros here in that five-game set that they got started on Monday. But as of right now, the A's are in second place behind the Rays. The Rays are 27 and 12. They've played a few more games. Um, and then the A's are still matched up with the Minnesota Twins in the seventh spot. But the Twins and Indians are in a virtual tie for that spot. They just uh, put one team somewhere. Um, yeah, the central is going to be very convoluted until the very end, I believe. Uh, everybody's separated by, uh, you got the White Sox, Indians, and Twins all separated by half a game. And whatever happens there has big impacts on, most likely, who the A's will be facing come playoff time. Because if the A's are at the second seed, that they're going to be facing the the worst of those three teams, technically. And if uh, they get overtaken by the Astros in the AL West, then they'll be facing the second best team in that division. So as of right now, the second best team would be Cleveland. And I don't know that the A's bats, as currently constructed, uh, and how they're playing right now, can handle a Shane Bieber and... Carlos Carrasco and uh, Zach Plezak, Tristan McKenzie. I don't know if they can handle those arms right now. Uh, and, they're, and the Cleveland offense is decent. So, you know, uh, there's not an easy matchup in the first round. And I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, so the A's need to play better so that it makes it easier. Because the A's are a good team. They just need better pitching, better hitting. That's all. They have a great bullpen. They have great defense. They need to fix the other two things that are manageable. And then World Series, here we come. But that's going to be it for me today, you guys. Everybody, go and stay indoors and celebrate your holiday weekend. Uh, yeah, so everybody, stay indoors, celebrate good times, keep wearing those masks, and I will talk to you guys next week. Actually, I faked myself out. I'm going to be doing a uh, crossover pod with Locked On Padres on Sunday night, talking about the series that was 
uh, over this weekend. So hopefully the A's look a little bit better. So I have something to say other than, wow, your team's really good. So uh, look for that on Monday. And uh, now stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks. And I will talk to you guys on Monday.